swim run for me uh, is an experience first, but then also I think the performance side is important that you you try and go to the best of your ability. And, you know, if that means finishing in 14 hours, that's 14 hours. If it's eight or nine hours, it's eight or nine hours. Welcome to the Low Tide Boys, a Swan Run podcast. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 196 of the show. It's been long overdue, but we're super stoked to finally welcome Fred Newton into the show this week. He's the editor of Swimrun.com. A swimmer evangelist like us, mm-hmm. and a terrific human being, not like us, way better than us. <laughs> we chatted about all kinds of swimmer-related topics, and we can't wait to share this conversation with all of you. But first, training update. So we're starting our last training block of the year as we head towards Odyssey Swim Run Austin at Pace Bend Park. It's in Texas, by the way. So <laughs> yes, we're stoked, Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas, for all y'all's. This is the final. Race as the Odyssey brand yeah. before they transition over to the Attila brand. Uh, we're super stoked to to close out the Swarm Run season for a fourth time at this event, and stoked to be able to drop some some training volume. It's been nice. Yeah, it has been nice. <laughs> it's like oh, our run. I'm like gladly, gladly yeah. do an hour. Yeah, run there. and obviously it goes without saying that we encourage everyone who is uh, dare I say Swarm Run curious to join us. This race is super beginner friendly. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. The swims are non-technical. You can just all along coastline. So if deep water's your issue, you're right there. Sign up. Yeah. Not not overly technical terrain, very approachable. Uh always have a good turnout uh for for Pace Bend Austin yeah. Swim Run there. So hope hopefully to see you all there. The low tide boys will be there as we just yeah, mentioned. Yeah, and so. we'll be doing so we did it we did Odyssey when it was Swim Run USA. Now we're doing every iteration of yeah, and then we're gonna do it as Atala. Atala, so that'll be wow. that'll be cool. Maybe uh, it's quite the evolution on that front. Now for this week's shout out. Yeah, this week we're shouting out everyone that participated in Eskina's Mustard's Survivor Swim Run over the weekend. This event featured a fun format where individuals raced a three k lap lap course with three swim sections and four run sections in the beautiful River Nene. The Nene River in, uh, I can't remember the name of the town, but it was uh, Cambridge Shire Port. Shireton Port, Port Townsend-Smith. <laughs> Just lost all our UK listeners. The time for each lap gets progressively shorter until there's just one racer left. So kind of last man standing style. Pretty fun. It looked like fun was had by it all. It did. It, I saw the videos on there. I like someone put it, DNF guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> We love as Kina's mustard team, Chelsea and Nikki Bailey out there, mother and daughter team, uh, keep crushing, it. crushing it out there uh, on on this new format. Um, it was uh, the last couple laps. People were like getting out of the last swim and like ugh, like walking yeah. up the hill. Like they were pressing like one minute till start. It was I, I was really enjoying it um, on that, and it looked like a really fun event to watch. Yeah, I got a I got a mini race report from Mister B. Oh, I, Mr. Know, Langford, Mr. B. Because I commented on some, I was like, that looked like a blast, and he just gave me the quick yeah. lowdown. So, so yeah, love, awesome stuff. Love to hear it. Now for this week's feats of endurance. So this week's winner is Lucas Hetzel, who decided to YOLO it. YOLO it meaning you only live once. And sign up for a <laughs> for race. For the tragically unhip out there. <laughs> for the... For just for for our personal... We know this, <laughs> but for everyone else, you only live once is YOLO. In case my mom's listening. To sign up and race a half marathon with no training over the weekend in Milwaukee. Strong work on both some questionable decision making and finishing in a great result. Now, where do we see about Lucas's feats of endurance? Well, we are in the Low Tide Boys Strava Club. So head on over to Strava, search Low Tide Boys, and follow along with swim runners from around the world as they train for stuff, including YOLO half marathons or as keen as mustard survivor swim runs and everything in between and beyond. Yeah. Now, or, or not at all. You know, or yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, or or like me, uh, my uh, family walk around the block <laughs> for 30 minutes was uh, was on Strava today. Dole out a couple kudos, receive a couple kudos on that. Now for a little bit of show business. Well, if you are headed to maybe Odyssey Swim Run Austin and you're thinking, man, I really need a wetsuit or 
you're like, uh, I have three wetsuits in my garage. I need to get rid of these things. Head on over to Facebook, search Swimmer and Swap Meet. It's a group that we've made to share, buy, and sell swimrun equipment. So people pop in there. Hey, I need a wetsuit for this. Hey, I have an extra buoy. And uh, it's swim runners all around. We have, um, we're approaching 700 yeah. now in this group. So really awesome. Yeah, we're currently at the inauspicious yes. 666. Sign of the beast. So someone, I mean, that uh, people are joining every every week, uh, a handful of folks. So really, really cool to see that in there. Um, so if you have some swim run equipment that's collecting dust in your garage, throw it on the swim run swap meet. And pass it on down the line to the next person so they can get into the to the sport at low to no cost. Yeah. Well, we know a few things about Austin and Texas. It's particularly hot. <laughs> yes. So we're making sure that we're fueled and hydrated to the up to the gills at, at Austin Pace Bend. And we can't do this without our uh, support of the friends at Precision Fuel and Hydration. They have a free race nutrition planning tool online now they even have swim run as a specific sport so cool so you can go in there and you say you're doing a swim run you put in some of your numbers and they'll recommend a training plan not a training plan a fuel and hydration plan for you mm-hmm. john also actually the- building out their database too so pretty soon you, you'll be able to just select the swim run that you're doing and it'll already know that so the you won't have to enter distance you know all I that love stuff. that i love that so uh we love the the planning tool. One of our friends, uh, John from the Concho Boys, used this for Atala. He put his numbers in there, and he's like, "Wow, it!" Apparently, I need a lot of fuel. We're like, "Yes, we we've been telling you this." <laughs> so yes, head yes, on over to Precision have. Fuel and Hydration, and of course, they're hooking it up with a fifteen percent off code for your first order. Yeah, Low Tide twenty three. Thank you, Chris. Or just. Use the link in our show notes. Yeah, lowtieboys.com. Find the episode and the links in there, and that will take you right to the page to get you 15% off there. I'm going um, caffeine gel, a couple 90s in there. And, uh, of course, I always, we always like preloading with a little 1500. Mm-hmm. You know, just keep everything uh, topped up, especially when it's going to be a little bit warmer. Yep. Why take any chances? I don't. Certainly not going to. So thank you again to our, the fine folks at Precision Fuel and Hydration. Now, over to our conversation with the swimrun.com editor himself, one, Mr. Fred Newton. Yeah, it was so great to chat with Fred. I mean, we've been communicating with him on the internets for a while, so it was fun to finally spend some kind of quality time with him in Studio G. In this conversation, we chatted about when he drank the Swimrun Kool-Aid, mm-hmm. how he himself, how, how he found himself at swimrun.com as, a, as an editor, his, his recent Atala experience, mm-hmm. And we also talked, got into sort of nitty gritty on how to grow the sport in the U.S. and abroad and, and so much more. And I, and I have to say, Chipper, um, first time we like really hung out with him was on Uta, I yeah. think. Like we saw him before, chatted up a little bit, but it was actually after Atala where we actually had a proper chat. Yeah. And it just, you know, it just confirmed everything I already felt about the guy. He's a real swell fella. I'll say that. He's a mensch. Yeah. And I mean, again, this Fred is one of these guys that we... We're like, how have we not, we're at a hunt 196 and we haven't chatted with him yet. We have to <laughs> yeah. correct this injustice immediately. And we know there's a lot of people out there. <laughs> so, you know, Martin Flint is of the world. Like, we have you on our radar. We're going to get yeah. to you. So anyway, again, I agree, Chris. Great conversation with Fred. Really a, a great a great guy. And, and yeah, we got into some conversation that we don't normally get into with folks on the show. So something a little bit different for everybody. But all in all, Swarm Run Love Fest, as we yeah. tend to do here on the Low Time Boys. This is what, this is what people come for, you know, they're, they're not they coming they, for... They uh, come for the Swarm Run, and that's the only thing we, we give them. On our, that and a few, uh, we have to a few poor jokes. But without further ado, <laughs> let's kick it over to our conversation with Fred Newton, SwarmRun.com editor. Stay tuned for the upcoming yearly awards. Swimrun.com awards. Yeah. Awarding things of swimrun in nature <laughs> and such. All right. Very excited for this conversation. It's one that we've been wanting to have for a long time. And we've basically been having it offline for, <laughs> for a while now. True. 
Welcome to the show, Fred Newton of SwimRun.com. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm really pleased to speak to you guys. Long-term fan of the show, so it's, yeah, it's a real privilege to... Well, you know, the privilege is ours, and we were talking before we went on air that, um, you know, few people can understand what it's like to be totally immersed in Swim Run and just almost like obsessed with it. And we were talking, maybe we should start our own little support group on, on uh, you know, micro-influencers producing content for Swim Run. But um, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, your role at SwimRun.com and sort of how you found and, you know, developed your obsession with Swim Run. Yeah, sure. It, it sort of started uh, almost by accident and perhaps by quite an unconventional route, really. Uh, so I was, I was a sort of media professional, uh, a little bit bored of the office job. And this opportunity came up with this uh, company called Brecker Swim Run, which at the time it was the second largest um, mm-hmm. organiser in the world after Ertler. Sadly, no longer with us. Um, the Breakfast Swim Run races. Um, but this partnerships job came up to essentially um, try and get some sponsors for the race, um, try and persuade some tourist boards to, to part with some cash to bring races to new locations. Um, and, it, and it seemed really cool. So I sort of went for this events-based uh, role for this events company. I had no real idea of what the sport was about and I thought actually during the interview process, hey, I should probably probably do a swim run race. <laughs> probably figure out what this whole thing, what it is. Figure out what, what this thing is. Um, so so I, did, I did one and it was just a small one. Um, but to date, I'd say it's the hardest race I've done. It was um, perhaps a 10K race. And I was in a full length wetsuit, a uh, pair of trainers, no flotation, pretty lousy swimmer. Um, and just about got round the course. I mean, it, it was tough out there on the River Thames, uh, so it was it was a tricky race. Um, but then the standout moment for me, which happened after the race, is actually all of us who participated uh, stuck around at the end, and we were all like having a coffee, um, cheering on the other competitors as they came in, and we were all on this finish line for what felt like a good few hours. And it was just unlike anything I'd um, really been involved with before from a sporting perspective, just a real sense of a community uh, being part of something. And actually, that's been true of every other event that I've participated in or been involved with since. It's got this real sense of like warm friendship is how I describe it, and a real sense of we're in this together. Um and yeah, from from there, it was just a pleasure to a pleasure to sort of be part of the sport. And that that first experience hasn't changed over the years. It really is a a good friendly sport, as I'm sure you guys uh, I'm sure you guys know and appreciate. Yeah, that's such a such a great way to put it. And and you know, it's some some time ago we talked to one John Littlewood, who had just uh, just acquired SwimRun.com, the domain. And he was, I, I think, still ideating what this what this was going to be. Maybe it was an app. Maybe it was some sort of training group program. Uh, and then it sort of went quiet for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it kind of really shot up again. And oh, it's a, it's a it's a blog. It's a place for for people to find information about Swim Run. And there's a lot of content. And then uh, your name on on the byline there for for pretty much a vast majority of the articles. So how did that come about from this Breca um, partnership? job which i we were assuming that you got the job and then uh <laughs> hopefully you got the job and then taking the leap now to i guess is your official title editor in chief head editor what's the uh was it was your placard say on the office uh yeah the, the placard on the door it, it says editor and co-founder of rimrun.com awesome but, you know there are, there are a couple of us in it so it's uh yeah, it's a lofty title for. I like it. Um, yeah, so I met I met John for the first time uh, at a race, and um, he's a super enthusiastic guy. He's totally obsessed with uh, equipment. So I don't know how many shoes he's got, but uh, he's got all the shoes. He's got all the gear, and actually, his initial idea for SwimRun.com was to set it up as a shop. 
and to to sell wetsuits, to sell uh, you know pool boys and paddles through swimrun.com. I think he he quickly appreciated and won't mind me saying this that um, setting up a shop has lots of challenges. You have to own a lot of stock and kit. It, yeah, it's a tough gig. Um, so we we met at a race. Uh, we became friends and uh, met up for a coffee and said, actually, John, you know, why don't we have a go at uh, making a, a some media platform and a place for folks to, to find out about the sport? And I think there are lots of um, people doing some really good things in the industry. I mean, you guys are superb. Uh, we love Swim Run France and, and what these guys are about. And so we thought, you know, this is fantastic to help share sort of content news about the swim run world uh john can do more on his gear stuff because he loves gear so much. <laughs> new, <laughs> show, new shoe testing uh post every week from john littlewood <laughs> yeah he's um he you know he's a pretty bad contributor to the site actually like i have to really chase him <laughs> hard but uh <laughs> he, he does sort of contribute in, in other ways so he's got lots of lots of ideas um sort of floating around but anyway John and I, we, we bounced off well against each other. Uh, we teamed up for a lot of races last year, which was good fun. Um, and we just had a lot of fun with it, actually. it's uh, You can kind of go in the direction that, uh, that you sort of feel like on any given month. So actually, during the summer, it's very much about race season. Uh, in the off season, it's a little bit more about gear and um, finding out about new races. And yeah, it's been a fantastic way to get to know the sport a lot better. And actually going out to Sweden for the first time and um, going on to Uto and seeing, wow, the birthplace of the sport was just um, awesome. It was quite mesmerizing. And if you try to explain it to someone outside of swim run, they just don't care you know right I, I totally agree with you it's almost it's like a spiritual experience right in a way it's like hey here's something that we really love that's super cool oh and this is where it originated i mean there's this you know i'm sure people feel the same way about kona and things like that for triathlon or or whatever but yeah i mean it's yeah i remember the early days of com. i think i think one of our first interactions fred was uh hey you guys have these articles on triathlete um can we just like can I just rewrite them a little bit and post them up? And I was like, yep, go ahead. Have fun, <laughs> have fun with that. And, and, you know, one thing I, I appreciate about sermon.com in particular is, you know, there's so many, there's so many of us that are trying to do whatever we can to help grow the sport. Obviously race directors are doing that. We're trying to do the podcast. There's swim run Roch is <clears throat> doing the stats and, you know, there's a bunch of people out there um, that are just doing their part. Right. But, I feel like swimrun.com is, is such a unique place because so many people search on the internet and so many people are just trying to get this, this information from somewhere. Um, do you feel, have, have you seen sort of with swimrun.com, like it's really becoming like a source for people to get a lot of information? Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's used a lot by beginners to sort of find out about stuff actually. So I mean, just looking at people who sign up to the newsletter, I don't know, maybe one in 10 have actually done a swim run race. So the vast wow. bulk of people are kind of interested in the sport, but haven't necessarily taken a plunge. Um, so it's, yeah, I think a lot of what I've found is actually people really care about gear and actually what they have to wear. Um, and then races. And I think races is a really interesting one because actually, even if you're quite embedded in the sport, I think you're quite siloed into your kind of different country or different area or mm. some different sphere. Um, and actually, it's quite hard to know about some other greats of smaller races which are happening all over the world. So that's another thing we're trying to do is just showcase a little bit more about this wider industry you know, outside of Ertolo, what can you do in Japan, for example, or um, what you can do in Italy. So I think um, it's a broad sport, and that's also part of the challenge, um, that Swim Run wears lots of different types of hats, um, and it's not just one thing. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a fun sport to write about. Uh, the 
the imagery, I think there is nothing better out there than the imagery you get from Swim Run. It's, yeah. To paraphrase, uh, I think Andy Blow just said, he said that the imagery, what you see is what you really get. It's not like souped up. Mm-hmm. It really is that good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I love the focus on on the different races, and that's an area that that Chris and I, especially here in the in the U.S., really try to lean into. Is these mom and pop races, or these local races, are really what um, is going to what is going to fuel sort of the growth. I mean, not everybody that does swim run has dreams and aspirations of doing the world championship or even a world series distance. They just want to go out there and give it all they got for eight Ks and spend an hour, hour and a half out there, two hours, and just feel like they had a good day out there and go and tell their coworkers about this crazy thing that they did. And they're good for like <laughs> one or two of those a year. And right. that's, that's their level of involvement and that's where they want to be. And that's totally, totally fine. And that's where these local races really help uh, kind of spread the word. And I know in the UK, um, where you're based out of, there's so many great uh, ones there, especially I think some of our favorites as keen as mustard. They have quite the series, uh, quite the robust series now out there. I feel like. Yeah. And also 10... like in leaning into beginners, right? Like yeah. they're not trying to, you know, they just want to get people into the sport. Like some of their test events, I think are really great. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely agree, guys. Like as keen as mustard, are, they're fantastic beginner friendly events. Uh, I had a good and a bad moment actually at one of their races recently where a guy wearing a pair of swimming shorts and just a t-shirt overtook me. Yes, I questioned my choices. You, you've got all this fancy gear on, yeah. but yeah, someone's just running past you in their beach wear. Um, but, but that's also awesome. You know, that's, that's great. They've brought new people into the sport. They're happy to try it. They're happy to give it a go. Um, and that's that's where the growth is is going to come from. I mean, we need to, much as I like the fact the community is small, and you mm-hmm. see lots of familiar faces, I think we need uh, lots of new blood um, coming in and, and getting hooked on it. Yeah, let me, let me ask you a question about races. So I think one of the really interesting features of Swim Run, and obviously we've all drank the Kool-Aid, is the fact that every race is different, right? There isn't two races that are going to be the same. You're dealing with the nature that's around you. And which, obviously, that's why on the site you talk about a lot of races, because they're all different. So you're trying to give people a flavor of what's out there and what's possible. But do you think that that, unlike triathlon, where it's pretty standard, yeah, it'll be different locations, but the distances are pretty standard. The A station situation is pretty standard. Do you think that that it helps grow? Do you think that's good for the sport, or or do you think it makes the barrier to entry higher because, you know, it's always an unknown for every single race that you do on some level. Uh, it's a really good question, Chris. Um, I actually think it it can be a little bit problematic. I think there is a big difference between a sort of Michael Lamel, Matt Scott, a slow style race, which is a real hard-nosed, you know, mm-hmm. adventure race um, versus turning up and doing a, a short course um, in and out of, of a lake multiple times. I mean, I think there is there is absolutely room for, for both both and, and all, and it's a broad church. Um, I'm really interested, actually, if someone who does a really short race would, would be interested in doing an adventure-style race or actually they fit into a slightly different bucket of swim runners. Um, I think just to share my biggest bugbear with you guys about the sport is that swim run is a discipline and we need to call it, I think, by its proper name, which is swim run, um, and not sort of not wreck the name of swim run. It's not swim run. It's not swim dash run, mm-hmm. etc. I really think we should call it by its proper um, name um, and get organized behind it. And I know Michael has been talking a little bit about possible sort of federations or, or wider bodies. And lots of people are quite resistant to bringing it into a federation. Um, but, you know, maybe that's one of the things things the sport needs to have a look at to, uh, to grow um, well, and get a bit. Let me ask you a follow-up there because I think um... – 
you know, the counterpoint to that, I think, would be France. I mean, France basically federal, you know, federalized swim run under the triathlon federation, been putting a lot of money behind it. They've, you know, talk about tourism boards, like they're putting up money to put events in different locations. And you've seen really the sport explode in France. And, you know, we were all three of us were at the world championship, um, you know, now almost a month ago. And the there were more almost a hundred athletes. There were more French teams than Swedish teams. Um, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it it is. Um, it is. I mean, it's really it's really doing well in France, and um, there are lots of lots of races. I think I think it's a bit easier in France because it sits under their adventure sports kind of arm mm. of triathlon which, I mean, we don't have in the UK. I'm not sure what you guys have got in the US. Nothing like that. Uh, nope. Yeah, no chance. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's too small. It's too small. Like, I don't think yeah. USA Triathlon, which is, I guess, our federation, you know, they, I'm sure they know it exists because people still need to get triathlon insurance to put on these events in the US for the most part. But, um, yeah, it's too small. <laughs> it's probably less than 1% or something. Not enough money for them to get too excited about it right now, I think, is the... Yeah. Yeah, but but I think so. So going back to the question, so in France, it looks like having it under the triathlon federation has been good for the growth of the sport. I wonder, do you think that that's just like an outlier, and maybe France was able to do it for the reasons you mentioned, um, or do you think that there that more countries should think about, you know, creating some sort of governing body to either standardize things or at least have some common, you know, I don't know force behind it yeah yeah i think um i think looking at the triathlon story is quite quite interesting actually that the world triathlon union uh, certainly helped develop triathlon into a sport on a long-term basis um whether too many rules and regulations could just it could kill off swim run you know Mm. that that's a risk but actually people say no it's unsafe and you have to have this this amount of water safety, for example, therefore races can't operate, um, is is a risk. Um, and I think I think most organisers are quite resistant to it um, becoming under an umbrella, which just adds red tape and bureaucracy to it. So, yeah. so really, I think we need more people in the sport first. So more people doing races, probably more races. Um, and and get swim run a bit more mainstream. I, I'm not sure how that happens. Whether that's um, back on TV again, you know, get wheeling you guys out to to do the low tie boys uh, world tour. Um, <laughs> world tour, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely make t-shirts for that. Yeah, well, yeah. stickers incoming. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, I I definitely interesting interesting discussion, and and especially here in the states, as being such an expansive country and it's not necessarily i think one thing about europe is everything seems relatively accessible from a shorter quote-unquote three to four hour plane travel to a fair amount of races and here in the united states chris and i being on the west coast there's really only one maybe a handful of races on the west coast which is california is one of the largest triathlon communities in in the united states but there's no swim runs really in california say for uh a very small local race in Folsom. Which is great. It's lovely. But, yeah. you know, there should be 20 races in California, not not one. Yeah. So I, I think that's that's hampering that's hampering it a little bit. And then I, I, I would agree with your points there about the, the red tape. I mean, I think the United States is particularly difficult for permitting uh, different different events, especially an event that's to somebody that doesn't fully grasp and understand what it is, like the complexity of a swim run is sort of maybe hard to explain to somebody and they get really very, it's too abstract for them to, to sort of understand when, when well, you know, dishing out permits. I can give you an example. So uh, there's a Cape, there's a race in Massachusetts that ended up being canceled because of a hurricane. Cause right. you know, you know, cause shit sucks. Um, but uh so it was swimmer in Cape Cod and the race director was reaching out to us and we we're trying to help him out and all this stuff. And they asked us a question. It's like, well, you know, our water safety people are worried about mandating the tether because they're worried about people like strangling each other and things like that in the water. 
And it was just, it's, you know, I honestly didn't even know how to respond. I was like, you know what? I've never seen that happen. I don't think it's a real concern. I can understand swimming with ropes might be weird, but like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's actually safer if you have it. Like it was, it was, it was so, it seems so out of left field, but this is kind of what you're dealing with where it's, if you have no knowledge of the sport as a permitting agency, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it can be really hard to just convince people that this isn't a ridiculous thing. I mean, and then you do some of the races in Europe and you're like, how, you know, in the U S we're like, no chance. There is no, like the world championships. Yeah. Just There's just no way. There's no way. No, uh, you know, the insurance people would just blow their brains out. I think. So I mean, that's why federations could be a good thing because it kind of standardizes it and mm-hmm. gives it a blueprint for you know, the yeah. insurance companies or people to understand things. And and sort of keeping keeping on the same same vein a little bit. I I really get excited about sort of this this circuit heat style racing that is EX swim run that has popped up in Sweden about you have maybe a a 1k run and then a 600 meter swim or some sort of swim. And it's a circuit that you do multiple times Mm. fans and, and folks can, can have visibility on the whole course and it's very controllable. It's very easy to understand what's happening. And I really think that idea is, is something that could get a lot of legs, uh, especially here in the, in the U S cause it is a little bit like, okay, we're going to have two swims, but they're, we can see them all <laughs> and we just need a few kayaks and here's yeah. the runs. It's a little bit quicker. Yeah. It's not the, the grandiose world series, a Tala style race, but it is a little bit of the flavor that we all know and love, um, mm. that can sort of get people hooked and like, Hey, I really like that. I want to do that for six hours. Okay. We got that for you too, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, we haven't seen that style of a race really kind of take off too much outside of the the ex swim run uh piece but i i certainly think that's an interesting avenue that um i'd love to see more more races of it no it sure it sure is and the uk we've got our first ex style race coming up next week which is the keenest mustard survivor nice uh, 3k loop course it's a knockout um competition so yeah i think I think they sound fun. I haven't done any myself before. Um, the one in France does really well, the Yotter XP. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my partner, Benoit, from the World Championship, he, he went there and loved it. He said, you've got to come um, to Yotter XP. And I, I was a little bit worried there'd be too many French, you know. If, if <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's always, a, that's always a worry now, I guess, uh, over there. Now, let, let's let's talk a little bit about sort of the UK scene, which is... You know, they're one of our biggest download audiences. Usually they flip-flop second and third between Sweden. U.S. is first and then U.K. and um, Sweden kind of flip-flop second and third. Um, you know, we've been paying attention to it since we started the show. There seems like there's so many events happening. Um, you know, the the whales back-to-back that you can do. There's, you know, Coniston just happened. There's, it hokey seems like... Pokey Pokey. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it just seems like there's just a lot going on. Is that how, I mean... You being there, does it feel like there's a lot going on? And do you feel like the sport is really growing in, in the UK? Um, I, th- I think in the UK, I mean, firstly, we'd love to adopt you guys and, and bring you over to the UK. Oh, we talk, talk about world tour. We're, we're doing like a UK tour. We're going to try to line yeah. up like yeah. a couple weeks and try to get four races in or something, some, some <laughs> crazy. We'll see. Sounds good. Sporty. Uh, <laughs> I think um, the the really distinct thing about the UK, it's got lots of different types of swim run races. So mm. it's we've got some really long courses, we've got some really short courses, uh, coastal, inland lakes, um, and actually anyone in an organising capacity, people are collaborating here. So they are lending each other kit, um, helping each other with marketing. There's a real drive from the collective UK, um, you know, organizing crew to actually push the sport forwards and, and help, help it develop. So, um, that's, that's a positive thing. And I think it's very different actually to Swedish style races. Um, in the UK, I think it's fair to say we're, we're talking about longer swims and, Mm. Um, longer run section so it's less in and out and about the transition um, 
it, it suits you if you're a good swimmer and you know and a decent sort of trail runner uh, but transitions perhaps a little less important for, for most UK races um, but yeah it's it's a good um, active thriving scene and you know I hope it continues to, to grow further yeah, we're definitely want to get over there and, and try it out. And I, 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 we're, we're definitely in the all tides, all t- tides lift, lift all ships or whatever the saying is. I love the alignment of the efforts. Um, you know, there's no reason it's not a competition of like, Hey, if hokey Koki promotes as keen as mustard, like that's not going to hurt the hokey Koki races. That's probably only going to help them by getting more people right. introduced to it. Um, and that's something, yeah, I mean that I think everyone should, should try to embrace within the community. If you're a race director listening in, you know, try to get more, more bodies out there. Yeah. I mean, and the communication is good. I remember, was it earlier this year where there was like, you know, there aren't enough races for there to be two races on on the same day. (laughs) Like in the UK, it was like, all right, we, we, everyone's let's, you know, we'll, we'll intervene, uh, you know, a a convention of something to to make sure at least they're a day apart or something, but yeah. And, and Fred, you're, you're not just, uh, pounding away on the keyboard all day either. You're, uh, you're getting out there, you're getting into it yourself. You just recently, uh, f- finished off on a, the, the, the swarm run world championship. Uh, we had a great day out there. Um, I don't know if we, uh, our paths crossed at all, but, um, we, we shared a few hours sitting on a bench, which was nice <laughs> <laughs> after the race <laughs> with some coffee. So how is yeah. your, how is your experience at, at, at Atala this year? First one, right? Yeah, first first one at Atalo. Um, I was terrified, actually, guys. I um, it's such a beast, and uh, I got really worked up about it. And um, I managed to—I didn't tell my partner, but I managed to break my toe uh, a few weeks before oh at the at the Rockman race. But I thought I'm going to keep this quiet and uh, not say. I'm going to stifle this story. Right at the editor's <laughs> desk, yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but then he he texts me the week before the race just saying, um, hey, I've actually got an injury myself. I've got like a leg injury. Uh, so we're just going to see how it goes. And it's pretty hard when you know you're at the start of the race and you're both perhaps a little bit injured. Um, but... You know, we, we got into it and we sort of moved through the course and, and sort of kept progressing and moving forward. And, yeah, we, we loved it. Um, Benoit, Shari uh, my partner, he was so much fun, um, you know, dancing his way around the course. He was telling me some stories of his early love life in, uh, in great detail on all night. <laughs> <laughs> Exquisite detail? Wow. Oh, it Off was the record, detailed. I assume, yeah. <laughs> um but you know, it was it was incredible you know it was really it, it really i think frames the what the whole sport's about i think and understanding that that original journey and bet and those four guys who did it they were quite brave don't you think like actually <laughs> i wouldn't yeah. have done that <laughs> yeah no spe- i mean especially you know they went the other way i mean yeah. When when you meet them, you you can kind of see it's like all right, these guys are just sweet. You know, yeah, Swedes, Swedes are a little bit different. They all seem to be super fit and like another species of human or something. And but yeah, just just to think, it's like oh yeah, let's just let's just see how far we can go. On the one hand, it seems insane, but on the other, it's you know I've mentioned this on the show before. It's like when you go out there, it almost makes it's. It, it it seems obvious that the sport would be invented there because you have all these cool islands that are really close by, the water's swimmable, and you're like, oh, I'm just going to swim over there or see what happens, and you just kind of keep going. So mm. so it's it's such a unique thing. But, yeah, I mean, the original four, <laughs> I mean, it's... Especially at taking them 24 hours or maybe even over a day yeah. out, out, out there. Um Hung over to boot, so that's yeah. I've you know it's not not advisable. I'm, sh- I'm sure no, no coach would advise upon that. Yeah, I mean, have you guys? I I caught up with your your recap um, show, which which was excellent and just beautifully described. I thought the the different moments uh, that you both had in in an amusing way. I might add, uh, <laughs> you know, you've you've had a month. Is it a month? Yeah, almost. I think yeah. so. Almost a month to reflect on it. Um, how, how do you guys feel about the world champs? Is it, does it still have the allure and appeal for you? Um, 
It's a good question. It's a good question. I think like, I feel like speaking for myself, I didn't have the best race for, you know, the reasons people have heard, but I still feel like accomplished and I feel like I kind of got it out of my system in the sense that, um, you know, you do it once and you're like, like you super nervous, like it's a beast. It's everything that it's as hard as, as, as anything that you can do in a day. Right. Um, but going back and doing it a second time and feeling like went in prepared, went in with a good plan and yeah, it went a little bit sideways for us, but we still had a good day. I feel like, you know, do I want to go back and do it again at some point? But I don't feel like this burning thing, like got to go back. I have to, you know, beat that time or I have to put in the performance that, that I thought we were capable of. I feel like, um, you know, I want other people to do the race (laughs) (laughs) for a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, and we talked about this a little bit. I mean, the way that we approached both, both years that we did it, I mean, we, we only go pretty much all in on everything. If that's not obvious as we approach up 200 episodes on this thing, um, you know, in, in three plus years. So like the, the investment from not just ourselves, but training money, yeah. family time, like it's, it's a deep, it's a deep investment. Um, yeah. And I think we both were really uh, enjoying the race this year because we had we had agreed um, that this was going to be it for at least we're going to take a pause. We don't know when we're going to unpause, but or press play again. It will happen. You know, it's. I think we would be. Uh, you know, it would be silly for us to say never again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we were both were were trying to be really present, and that it was like, hey, this is it for a bit for this yeah. specific race because uh, it is so demanding. Um, and then there's there's so many other races that that we want to do around. I mean, we want to go to the UK. Obviously, Inca Den is is on our list uh, there as well. We haven't raced Orca Islands, which is like the only West Coast swim run in a few years, and that that one we really like. So there's just so much to do and being able to have a little bit more flexibility in the calendar is, is nice, um, on that front. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it feels super liberating to, f- to feel like, you know, Oh, the longest race we'll do will probably only take us six hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just makes it, I mean, uh, that is a ridiculous statement as my yeah. wife will always tell me, but, but it's true. When you think about it, it's like, all right, this isn't like a 10 to 13 hour thing that you're training for. It's half that. It just it just yeah. makes it so seem so much more manageable from a training perspective. But it is such an amazing experience. Um, and, you know, once you've done it, you know, it either sort of sort of breaks you and you're like never again or you're like, OK, I, you know, if you're if you're any way minded this way, you're like, OK, I can fix these 35 things and probably improve <laughs> Well, yeah, well, let's some, let's some flip point. it back to you, Fred. So, you yeah, know, we're asking you, the questions oh, here. Fred. Yeah, it's our show. It's our, you're you're the guest. Um, you know, flipping it back to you, like, how do you feel about it? Do you? I mean, you mentioned it was an amazing experience. Do you want to do it again? I mean, you've been doing some. You've done two of the hardest swim runs in the same year with Rockman and 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 Atala. Um, you know, do you want to do it again? Are you trying to go for like the one water race or something? Like you just want to keep going bigger? Yeah, it's um it's a good question. I um I do think about this. Like so swim 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 run for me uh is an experience first, but then also I think the performance side is important that you you try and go to the best of your ability. And you know, if that means finishing in 14 hours, that's 14 hours. If it's eight or nine hours it's eight or nine hours um i like i like doing new things actually so i i really enjoy uh with swim run that you can go to different locations places that you wouldn't go normally there's this parachuted in community you can chat to and have a good time with and you can see like you know something cool and something a bit different um so yeah i've i think got half an hour in engadin next year and um, the one water race just looks uh, crazy, <laughs> crazy scary. Too far. Too far on that one. <laughs> uh, and we have all the uh, 
uh, the new Atala races uh, coming up next year in the United States. So we're we're really excited about that news. I, I saw you had a swimrun.com had a nice uh, interview with Lars and, and getting his his take on things. Um, you know, not that we're the the only representation from the swimrun voice in the U.S., but uh, we're we're definitely excited about what this means for the sport and and elevating the the awareness of swim run here with with the branding of of Otala is certainly going to help and um we can't help but hear five to six races being touted around in the u.s but we only see four so that that has us uh very excited that there's possibility of, of two potentially up to two more more races coming okay. next year so and one in california that's what we keep hearing, you know, but it's kind of like, you know, we... We don't want to get too excited. Like, no. we're afraid to get hurt again, you know? Yeah. Like, we are definitely early to the stoke, so, uh, yes. you know, John Littlewood is one. It's like, Brecca's coming back. We're stoked. Let's get you on the show. Okay, what, well, Brecca isn't coming back? Or, you know, Ben Swim Run, Ben Racing is putting on two events. Let's get you on the show. Let's hype these things up. Okay, those races aren't happening. Um, so, so there's, uh, you know... Swim run whistler, we're super stoked. Like, oh, it's ha- a week later, it's like Four not months, happening. Yeah. It's like, what is going on? It's like, so this you know, it's kind of like troubling. World Cup soccer, where you know, yeah. except that happens every four years where you're ready to get your heart broken again, <laughs> or you know, every two years if you count the Euro Cup or whatever. But it's like, we, we still put ourselves out there because it's so important for the sport. And again, we want to have new experiences and races in California. Mm. I mean, that's so much easier for us to you know convince our wives to let us do then uh oh yeah can we we're gonna go on tour in the uk for a week and a half and uh we're gonna hit wales and uh who knows where else um so so yeah having more events would 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 be great but i'm curious like do you think based on kind of what you've seen in the uk in the growth of the sport do you think do you think the utala brand is is gonna really move the needle in the u.s or do you still think we need more of the mom and pop sort of keenest mustard style, very accessible, like gear check type races to, to really grow it in the U S. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited that Ertlo's coming to the U S I think it's, it's the well-known premium swim run brand. Um, the, you know, the guys in the team are clearly very motivated to, to make a success of it. So I think, um, I think you need that. You know, you need a, I hate to compare the two, but you need an Ironman type type brand, which is really flying that flag yeah. and getting people interested. Um, so, yeah, I think that's important. And then not neglecting the grassroots. Um, and the grassroots certainly grows the base of the sport. And, you know, without it, you haven't got any any swim runners. Um, but you know, you, you guys, you've got so many triathletes, trail runners, adventure races, you've got so many, uh, potential swim runners, I think in the U S that actually, yeah. um, it's just a case of bringing them together, uh, having more races as, as you, as you both said, so more accessible races in, in most of the States, um, maybe not Alaska. But, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bear warnings. You got to yeah, carry yeah. some bear spray with you. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a very like it's a chicken and an egg quandary, right? About and I've noticed here, especially you know, Attila has gotten some press when Catalina happened. There was a New York Times uh, article about that and and different things there. But it, I guess, the way I could see it being talked about, oh, this is the quote unquote Iron Man of swim run branding coming over here, and that is going to have a lot of interest, and that's also going to have other race directors who are doing these mom and pop sort of triathlons like, Hey, I know my local terrain and my local feature set on trails and water. I can do one of these things here and, and capitalize on, on some of this upswing and, in and, and awareness to the sport, um, at a relatively low barrier to entry for a race director. I mean, we've seen some of these races come out that, Hey, we have a sprint and a super sprint triathlon. But by the way, like an hour after we send off the swim, we have a little like swim run circuit we're going to do that's utilizing one of the swims and and a few of the trails around sort of thing and mm. just kind of add on another event or two. And 
I think that's a pretty pretty smart way to do it. So it is a it is a little bit chicken the egg in in my opinion. But um, yeah, I, again, we're in the time that it only. I think every any news is good news at this point. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, and I think so. So I had an opinion about that at first because I was like, you know, I used to work similar to you, Fred, in sort of the event partnership space and stuff and mm-hmm. and the op space. And I was just like, oh, you know, these trath these triathlon race directors are just gonna try to like cannibalize some of this money and just like slap on a swim run to their existing events. Yeah. But actually what I've seen, so the, the, the triathlon race directors that have been putting on swim runs, um, you know, the courses have been really thoughtful. They've been really fun. Yeah. They get they, it. They might have never have done a swim run before, but for example, this Folsom swim run, the organization that does that, that puts on that event, total body fitness, they put on gravel, just all kinds of random events, mostly triathlon and, and trail running and stuff. And without ever done putting on a swim run, I mean, they put a pretty cool event, like understood what transition should look like, where an aid station should be. Um, so to, to me, that's, that's, just, that's just very encouraging. Same thing with Swim Run Cape Cod. I mean, that race ended up not happening, but the course was really, really cool the way they designed it and really were trying to put in experience. And again, the race directors had never done a swim run, but... It seemed very in the ethos of the type of experience that swim runners typically get, so so I think that's super encouraging and 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 hopefully that continues. But uh, but yeah, but I just you know I did I did notice that sort of my uh, my assumptions were definitely checked at the door, and I need to give triathlon race directors more credit. I think. Yeah. Okay. No point well made. Yeah, and and. You know, I'm we're marketers, so we can't help it. But when you think about like what's the what's the largest target audience for swim run that seems to be the highest conversion rate from whatever sport they're at to converting to do a swim run, it's got to be triathletes with this sort of adventure sense or like, hey, I want to I want to mix it up a little bit. I'm a little bit not that I'm burnt out on triathlon. I still like triathlon, but I want something a little different. Like those people, you just got to have them do it once and they're, you know, they're going to catch the bug sort of thing. So that's why I think having the, the bigger brand of Attila here and that's like, Oh, this is the Iron Man kind of thing. Like that's, I I feel like that, that is going to have bring some good momentum. And I think we saw it in Catalina. I mean, there was tons of like, there's a, in California, there's a local sort of semi pro team, every man, Jack triathlon team. I mean, there was just tons of triathletes who, because it was an Attila event, decided to give it, it a shot out they're like yeah. oh this is a you know this is a real pisser if you will uh to yeah. get out there so so yeah, yeah so I, I think i think it could be a draw like that i mean i don't know if you know maybe people understand that it's just odyssey rebranded on some of these things but um but yeah i mean what whatever whatever it takes to help grow the sport and i think chipper i think you're right i think like the most natural audience are people that are already swimming and running on some level um, so that would be triathletes. Um, but, but I think we're seeing just, you know, if you're a trail runner who enjoys swimming or is curious about swimming, you know, that's, that's an audience as well. Um, Fred, from the inquiries that like swimrun.com gets, like what, what do you see as sort of like the main kind of demographic coming forward? And, and it sounds like you were mentioning earlier, like a lot of the questions are about gear, which, I guess it makes yeah. sense when it's a new sport and there's gear involved, but kind of like, you know, if you, if you could sort of read between sort of the comments and the questions that you get, like where, where do you see this? Yeah. Where, where's the audience from? Um, you know, I, I agree with you guys. I think triathletes, open water swimmers and, and trail runners. Um, I think you get a lot of triathletes asking specific questions about, yeah, I have to swim in my shoes. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's, I think it's an inclusive sport as well. So what I, I love about swim run is that you see all sorts of different types of people and body shapes doing these races. I mean, you've got your super fit French and Swedes who kind of fly around and then you've got sort of people who, you know, they're just sort of normal people, perhaps with a slight dad bod or um, they, they just come out for um, a bit of a social or something different. So I think it it caters. It's got a broad church. Um, but, yeah, certainly I was at a race on Saturday in, in Wales, the uh, the Diffie X swim run, 
and a triathlon club had turned up there. I think they'd brought about 12 members and they're nice. all just having a chat and it's a team photo. So that kind of community engagement, I think, is pretty important. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Those guys, uh, the um, loves the was it um, we, the love swim run? Love swim, is yeah. that them? We have we got um, their swim caps. This this is the we swim we swim we, run. we swim run. That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We got their swim caps, and they did the world championship uh, with us as well. So yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool to meet them. But yeah, I mean, I feel like you know the to 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 and i'm curious your, your thoughts on this fred but to grow the sport i mean it seems like we just need to keep doing what we're doing and keep the community vibe what it is have more events is it is it as simple as that yeah i would i'd probably add a third third part to it so have more events uh have more people go to these events um and then i know i'm preaching to the converted but sort of content sharing and people really posting and sharing stuff within their own feeds and their own sort of communities and amongst their own friends. Um, I think, you know, we talk about it being a visual sport. It it is a visual sport. And actually we need this imagery. Surely has got to grab anyone who's interested in, in being outside and in nature would see that and think, wow, that looks, that looks pretty cool actually. And I want to give that a go. So the more, content we have out in the world i think is a good thing um i think we need more um high profile people you know doing the sport as well and it was it was cool to see um the iron cow cowboy do the ertelo yeah uh, this year i i did wave at him but he sort of uh, he had his game face on um and yeah, I thought I saw those talk of Will Smith and other like kind of celebrities uh, doing swim run last year. Maybe one of the Odyssey races. Um, I don't think that happened, but I think you know, get, getting the message out there. We need to amplify the message, um, and and just keep being consistent as well. And you guys mentioned you see lots of races and events having a bit of a false start and. Mm-hmm kind of disappearing and, and i think um consistency is important so uh you know swimrun.com yeah. low tire boys you're in it for the long haul um i'm sure you have days when you're sort of recording or traveling when you think god do i do i really have to be doing this today and it's <laughs> something else um so i think yeah consistently we need to keep on um keep on pushing and and I think it will boom. Um, I don't think it will be before twenty thirty. Is uh, Fred's Fred's prediction is that it will take another nice. seven years to really become a big thing. Um, but I I don't think we're too far away. I think uh, we just need to keep on pushing. Really. Okay. Well, you heard it here. Episode seven hundred twenty five and twenty thirty of the Low Tide Boys uh, will be the biggest d- download yet. Oh my god! Yeah. I yes. can't. I can't. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, I've been saying for years, like we got to land this plane at some point. I don't know when, but there has to be a landing. Um, yeah. Well, enjoy what you do. Oh yeah, we enjoy we enjoy it, but it's also but it's also hard work, right? I mean, I'm sure you'll feel the same way. I mean, you got to edit stuff. You got to. We're treating this like a like a publication rain or shine the show must go on and uh you know it's a labor of love for sure and we do love the sport and we go to events and you know no pun intended like we're buoyed by everyone who comes up to us and (laughs) finds value and everything and you know for a while when we started the show people come up it's like oh we listened to everything we did everything you said and then we just like hold our breath and then like and everything worked out great and we're like oh thank god oh it's like thank god we didn't lead you astray kind of thing now I think we're a little bit more confident in our messaging and we're like, feel like we're, we can stand on our own two feet in terms yeah. of what we advise on the most part. Um, but it's still really interesting. Like the, the sport still has a lot of space for creativity and sort of individualism and uh, or individuality. And you see, I mean, you see at the world champs, there's still people using tiny pool buoys, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's still people like rocking old, t- old style, like gen one suits and having a, you know, having a great time. So so I think in that respect, there's it's 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 cool to see that the sport is still so young, yeah, 
but it's but but yeah but it is a lot of work to to continually try to put out content and try to make it interesting and follow our curiosity and i mean we feel that with with their memes it's like mm. you know i think this is this is real talk there's been a little bit of a lull on the memes just because okay. it's like I mean, for a while there, we're pumping out a meme a day for about, you know, a thousand days in a row kind of thing. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard to, to keep the same enthusiasm, but whenever we go to events, I feel like, and I know I can speak for Chipper here. It's like our, well, our cup overfloweth with enthusiasm yeah. just yeah. from, just from interacting with everyone. Brings you right back to it. Yeah. And Chris, I think this is a nice segue into, uh, Briefly talking about our swim run awards, which are coming up. If, uh, yeah, let's yeah, talk about it. Get in there. We're previous winners, you know. Full disclosure and judges, which I'm, I don't know. That doesn't. <laughs> that can't be on the up and up at all. <laughs> I don't know who's overseeing that, Fred. But I think you know. we recused ourselves from uh, from that category. Okay. Um, no, I mean it's 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 part of it. I mean there's there's no there's no corruption here. Um, <laughs> So yeah, the Swim Run Awards, they're, they're back. And thank you guys for your judges again this year. And it's just a chance, uh, end of season really, vote for some favorite races. We've introduced some new categories. So some country specific um, races, uh, some race of the year, if you like. And yeah, there were some surprises last year, um, which was actually really cool to see. Um mm-hmm. And so we awards will open again. Uh, nominations will open next month, and then people can vote on it in the month of December. So uh, yeah, get voting, and thank you guys for coming on as as an independent channel. Yeah, no, I think that'll that'll be super fun. Um, yeah, it was great to see how many people you know, from just looking back on last year, like how many people voted, I was like, I was really impressed. Just like, wow, like people are actually, you know, a lot of people out there were sort of paying attention to this. And with Swim Uh, Run, it's, you know, I always try to stay in reality on just like really how small the sport is. Like when you're in it, you know, and you love it, you, you know, that's all you kind of think about. But if you really zoom out, it's such a small piece of sort of the endurance or pie that of what people do so it was great to see so much um, interaction there um it actually inspired us to do our gear awards last year as well i mean ours were just totally ridiculous and you know what you know it's our own twist yeah it's It's our own twist it wasn't an objective process at all but um but yeah i think i think like sharing that type of content is really interesting and and like anything it's you know can inspire people to do events i know I was really surprised that the, you know, Italian, the Solo Swimmer World Championship, you know, was voted one of the most, you know, popular events and things like that. And it was like, oh, well, I wouldn't even have thought of that. So it's it's great to to see what, what people find value in and also helps direct our content and things like that, which is always yeah. good. Yeah, certainly. I'm going to so, put you on the spot here, guys. This is a difficult question. How- Why do you keep asking us questions? Know, Fred, come on, you've, turned, you've turned the tables on us. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> it's the high tide boy. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, I've I kind of I've thought about this a lot and um, never have crunched the data. But have you guys got an idea of how big do you think the sport is all time? Like how many thousands of swim runners since that first race in two thousand six to twenty twenty three. Um, what number do you reckon we are at with all-time swim runners? Like do you do you have like register? Do you have the answer? I know I I have an idea, but like it's 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 a guess. It's a guess. I don't know. Back a napkin, man. Well, I mean, just the world championship alone. I mean, for a while it's been three hundred people. So you think like you know. I'd say maybe like a million people have done it. A million swim runners. A million. Yeah. Damn, dude. I was, was going to go, I was going to say somewhere around maybe 15 to 20K total. Okay. Much more conservative. Yeah. I don't yeah. Is, this pri- is this like prices right rules? Yeah. Just like one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about like total people that have registered and done a race? I think yeah. I would maybe put it at, yeah, at all. Maybe thirty to fifty k if you give me a twenty thousand 
If Chris is going a million, I'll, I'll go fifty k. <laughs> I'm, I'm with I'm with you on this chip. I think I think fifty fifty to hundred k maybe. Really? Oh, I don't know. I think it's well, yeah, yeah. A million a million is is uh, definitely a lot, but maybe half that, half a million, half a million. That's probably yeah. more more still unrealistic, but more realistic than a million. <laughs> I'd love to bring it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty percent discount on my initial estimate. Well, Fred, I mean, I have certainly enjoyed the heck out of this conversation, and you're just such a treat to talk to every time. Um, so we we look forward to to keeping the conversation going. But be sure you're heading over to swarmrun.com, check out the Swarm Run uh, awards. That, those the nominations will open. It, it sounds like in November, and then voting in December. That you can find that on our channels as well as swarmrun.com. Uh, be sure to. Uh, Go there for for your all your swim run source, different point of view. They got great interviews, course previews, gear recommendations, all sorts of things. Um, there, written and otherwise content. Yeah, and honestly, it's it's on it's 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 news, it's reporting. I mean, an interview with Michael was really great. Yep. You know, as soon as Odyssey made their announcement of of. Um, with with Atala, you guys had a video on that. I mean, it's great. It's 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 what we need. We need more Absolutely. of this. And and the fact that that you guys are doing such a great job in that space is um it's helpful for everything. So so thank you so much for everything that you do, Fred. Thanks very much, guys. And right back at you. You know, love the low tie boys. You guys are doing an awesome job. Please keep going. Thank you, kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will. We will for a while. Cool. Swarmrun.com. Check it out. Fred, thanks again, man. See see you see you out there. Cheers, guys. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a wet rating or review since that's the best way to help other people discover the show and the sport of swim run. Check out our website, lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z for swim run resources, including gear guides, tips, how-to videos, and so much more. Make sure to check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, send us a DM or email us at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run and other activities. Lots of activities. Lots of activities. <laughs> Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. Then a run. And then a swim. Then another run. Then another swim. Then run some more. Just keep going. Let's go. And then stop at some point because, you know. And fuel. Don't forget to fuel. Got to fuel too. Of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs>